Cordell, I was having, I was thinking this week because we were, we were talking because you were in Memphis last weekend and we uh, got I'm to not, hang out. I'm not go- Cordell. Okay, but Cordell, we were, we went and saw this comedian, Bert Kreischer. Good time. It was a very fun. You told me about good- that. I'm, I'm still not, I'm not Cordell. But see, well, Cordell, I get it. It's, sometimes you're not yourself in your head. Okay, whatever. But when we were, when we were at just the start, just start the music, the- just start the music. Welcome to Just Super, where we analyze, criticize, and otherwise size up superhero fiction. I'm Sammy. Uh, I'm Caleb. I uh, we have yeah, Sammy's guesting this yeah. week. Cordell is busy with stuff. Uh, Cordell and I are in a very busy season of our lives, so we're we're still going to do this podcast, obviously. But yeah, you know, we're we're we may reach out and have some different guests on to help out. You know, just for fun, change it up a little bit. Yeah, you know, keep it fresh. Yeah, get some new you energy. Know. Ah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> also, I will say, uh, I will say, uh, no story of no story is off limits and no medium oh, yeah, to say. Right. I have to, I have I to put that in there, that. or else Cordell will kill me. Um, but yeah, I almost got it right. <laughs> you almost did. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Not everyone can be perfect like me and Cordell. True. We are now the Very two true. kings of podcasting. Yeah, exactly. And we've been told that by like five different people. By like at least 10. At least 10. Of our and, friends. Of your friends. Yeah. And one of them was Scott Ackerman. From Whoa, you're friends Com- with Scott Comedy Ackerman? Bang Bang. Yeah, I've known him forever. He's, I've he's watched a great guy. all I've watched all the show. If you've never seen Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show, it is a trip. It, it is, is a incredible. wonderful time. It is the best. And the season where Weird Al was the MC was <laughs> perfection. <laughs> and, and even and Reggie before him, Reggie is yes. is incredible. Incredible. Reggie, incredible. Ready, ready, and- ready is really incredible. Reggie, Reggie Watt was really incredible. <laughs> Kid Cudi also Reggie. did great when Kid yeah. Cudi was on there. <laughs> I don't like, think I've seen that. Actually. Who? I think it was like the first three seasons were Reggie Watts, and mm, then Reggie yeah. Watts got recruited by James Corden to be his band leader, which is and so he was. Yeah, it was just fine. I don't like James Corden. But I whatever. don't. But and then yeah, and then he they were like, oh no, what do we do? And they got uh they got Kid Cudi for season four, and then Kid Cudi left, and it was Weird Al for season five. Okay. I think that is the yeah. full chronology of band leaders for Comedy Bang Bang, according to Caleb Burley. And that's the episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening yeah, thanks today to, to Comedy in Review, where we talk about Comedy Bang Bang. 
It's all we talk about. We don't talk about the podcast, though. We only talk no. about the defunct TV show. Only the TV show. <laughs> only the TV show will be talked about on Comedy Review. Comedy and Review. Uh, we love I'm it. I'm trying to think of a word that rhymes with bang that we can fit. So it's like comedy, bang, whatever that kind of fits with the review. But I can't think of anything. <laughs> We'll think Not, about like, that after. Yeah, we'll 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 come back to that. We but right now, yeah. right now, let's launch. Let's dive into the abyss let's of the two characters. Jump right into brought. it, Philip DeFranco. Yeah, Philip DeFranco. Let's just jump right into this. All right, this week I brought Polka Dot Man, uh, which love is him, a very him. oh love him, love him, love him, know him, want to be him, want to hold him at night, kiss him anyway. Tenderly, tenderly on the forehead. <laughs> but diving right in, his real world origin. Polka Dot Man first appeared in Detective Comics issue number three hundred in February of nineteen sixty-two. So this is kind of an older, an older one of Batman's rogues gallery. Hey, is what boy. we got going on. Here. And he was created by Sheldon Moldoff and Bill Finger. Who those two seem to be working together a lot in DC in the sixties. Yeah, they were killing it. Legends, really. legends of the art for real. Le- legends of the art. Who I will remember their names forever because of how many times I'm probably going to say them on this podcast. True, and they're just cool names. <laughs> they're really cool. Like Bill Finger is such a cool name, and I want to figure out more. Nothing will beat Carmine Infantino for me. I will never forget that name. That name is seared into my brain. I jokingly had him as my phone wallpaper for a bit. (laughs) This man just like so deeply made an impression on me. We love that. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was wonderful. Uh, But... Polka Dot Man's origin, his name is Abner Krell, he was a local crook in Gotham and was simply inspired by the Cape Crusader Batman uh, to try and outdo him and try and uh, capture him or, you know, put him down or whatever the case may be. So he put on a he put on a dotted suit and he set out to beat Batman. That is the whole origin. Now, what he's done since is actually kind of cool. Because for a long time, he wasn't around. They didn't really use him. And then they found him, and he was destitute and poor and could not afford the electronics needed to make his suit work. So he mm-hmm. resorted to being a uh, a different kind of villain and just ran around with a baseball bat <laughs> and tried to rob stores <laughs> that way. Oh, Okay, so he went from like Polka Dot Man to Robber Man. Yes, he went from Polka Dot Man to uh, actual robber who does real crime. Um, Man. Now, he eventually, Gotham Police Department found him, beat him, threw him into into good old Gotham where he stayed. However, uh, when he uh, came back out, he became a super alcoholic. It just like his life just keeps going down. Um, wow. So, so yeah. that's like a an alcoholic with superpowers. It's now an alcoholic with a super powered suit and a baseball bat. Oh man, super alcoholics! That's that's my least favorite hero. 
super alco- super alcoholic. <laughs> it was so weird when uh, they figured out that they could defeat him with Super Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, yeah, that was a vi- yeah, that was kind of a weird twist. At the, the yeah, whole... he just needed talk therapy. That, it, he just he just needed talk therapy. Seven step system. We just got to get it going, you know. Yeah, Batman sponsored him. It was great. It actually went. It was it was a great line of the Batman. It was a comics. really. It was a really wonderful line, and I wish it was true. <laughs> <laughs> However, he then wound up going and joining a different group of villains under General Immortus, uh, with the help of Professor Milo, who upgraded all these villains' gadgets and powers and upgraded everything. And, uh, you know, basically, they were this group had been upgraded, and one of them human flame betrayed everybody most were killed in a battle against them including polka dot man whose head was crushed by a manhole cover Ooh, like not even like the cool way to go not Just, a like, not a fun way to go so sadly we're talking about what uh when sammy and i were talking before we started recording but we're gonna recall or refer to as a complete character <laughs> Yeah. Their story's done. There's no way they're coming back. They are dead. Oh, so yeah, his trajectory is into the grave. Yes, his tra- his general trajectory gotcha. is is <laughs> downhill slope with no coming up. Yeah, because it was like it was like started so high with like cool powered suit, and then it was. I can't afford the suit anymore, so I'm going to resort to a baseball bat and try and rob a jewelry store, and then when that doesn't work, I'm going to become an alcoholic, and then I'm going to try and have one last final cry, and then I die. So, like, Which is like so antithetical to how comics work most of the yeah. time. So like we, his arch nemesis was capitalism. His arch nemesis was capitalism, yes, and poor public funding. Yikes. Um, which I think there is a uh, honest criticism to be found within yeah. Polka Dot Man. Um, who? And I'm going to get to that later. All right. Okay. Base powers changes made to powers. He has a flying buzzsaw dot, which is a red polka dot designed as a projectile. Uh, and it basically just works like a buzzsaw that he can throw. Okay. Uh, he has a flying saucer dot, which is a yellow dot, which expands rapidly into a flat man-sized glider that he can control from his belt. Okay. The sun dot, which is a gold dot that is designed as a projectile, and it's basically like a flash grenade, like it's, but it gets as bright as the sun. That, that's, that's real bright. Does it blind Pretty people? Right. Yes, it is meant okay. to like blind people <laughs> like, temporarily so that way he can get away. But does so it like, like permanently <laughs> blind them is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, which is pretty wild. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe the sun in the DC universe isn't as bright as ours, which then brings up interesting implications for Superman. Oh, anyway. Ooh, true. <laughs> but he has a bubble dot, which is a white polka dot, which expands into a bubble that he can also use to fly. Okay. So he's got two ways to fly. But it seems like the bubble he can't control? The bubble he can control okay. the same way he controls the yellow the flying. lighting dot. Yeah. 
that he controls it through his belt. Okay. I think some writers forgot what they had already written and tried a different one. Yeah. It's like, he needs to fly away. He doesn't have anything. He's in a bubble now. <laughs> He's in a bubble. They just went and they just went and did the uh, thing where you get super stoned and watch Wizard of Oz and line it up with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> and they saw the bubble come in and they were like, oh, that's a good idea. She came down on a bubble, dude. <laughs> <laughs> her sister was, was a the princess <laughs> the wicked witch of the weast dude dude <laughs> oh and if you think that's all the dots he has oh you are sorely mistaken Uh-oh. because this boy's covered in dots uh there are also some dots that are the same color as the other dots Red, yellow, and orange, but they're not what the other ones are. They just turn into fists and fly at people. Okay. And like they actually look like human fists and just punch people. And they're called fist dots. Okay. Okay. All right. There's also the whole dot, which is a black dot that creates a teleportation circle. Okay. But like kind of like a cartoon, like throwable hole? Kind of. Yeah, kind of like cartoon portable hole. I I dig it. I think it is wild to think about. (laughs) I dig it. Um, And also, he has bangles on his wrist that when they are open, uh, basically a huge amount of acidic dots uh, go out wherever he wants them to, and he can change their direction and where they are. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely Buck wild. I just I love this man. I went in thinking this was gonna be like a like a 30 minute research time of like, okay, I'm gonna go in, get the information I need, get out. No, polka dot man is wild and deserves respect. Yeah. <laughs> True. Polka dot man is very interesting. Surprisingly. Yeah, he like I think there's a lot of the Batman Rogues gallery that are pretty weird and don't make sense condiment king. um condiment king uh calendar man yeah uh yeah there are a few of them that just don't make sense and i figured polka dot man would fall into that category looking into him no like he, it's actually pretty legit it's a pretty pretty cool dude yeah pretty cool power <laughs> now his team affiliations he was in the suicide squad yeah both in comics and in the movie but not the first one the good one the new movie the good one the good one that i still have to watch i'm I'm surprised you haven't i was just about to ask there is a there are a lot of times where i think man i really need to watch that movie and then i work for so like my job schedule is 4 p.m to midnight monday through friday so oftentimes i either come home and i watch like I think I'm going to watch two episodes of this show or I'm going to watch this movie and then I get halfway through whatever I intended to do and fall asleep. And then I wake up at like noon the next day and I'm like, okay, what year is it? <laughs> What's happening? What's going on? Who here? am I? That, that's a perfect impression of me in the morning, <laughs> including, okay, I know, you know, total sidebar. There was that's like, a, it was like a week ago. I think a week ago today, but I think it was last Thursday. Um, the night before I wound up, there was some like really weird stuff at work that I needed to, I needed to fix and figure out. I needed to take it on myself. Mm-hmm. So I was there until like 2 a.m. Um, Gross. Yeah. 
insanity. Um, then I came home and I was like, I'm not watching anything. Just laid down, crashed. Fair. I woke up and I see a text from my boss and I see that my clock says 541 and I think, holy crap, I am late to work by like two hours almost. Oh. So I get up, I put on pants, shirt, shoes, whole shebang, throw my phone in my pocket, don't look at the clock again, don't even look at the text from my boss because I know what it's going to be. <laughs> I run outside, I get to my car and start it before I realize it's 5.41 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and you've only been asleep for three hours. <laughs> Yeah, if that maybe yeah. two and a half. I but it was so oh my gosh, it was so bad. And I literally I like went into work and I was like, Ken, Ken, who's my boss, Ken, you're not gonna believe this and told him the story. He said, Did you going outside and seeing the sun's not up not tell you anything? <laughs> yeah, fair. I was wondering the same. <laughs> no. No, when Caleb's in when Caleb's in that mode, Caleb's go go go. Yeah. Nothing stops. <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm lucky it wasn't that I didn't like pull through a drive-through real quick to grab food and they were like, "We're serving breakfast only." And then I would have been like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah. Oh, like that yeah. would have been the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the sun doesn't exist right mm -hmm. now. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Hmm. No wonder people were honking on uh, honking at me for not having my lights on. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why I crashed into three different hmm. light poles. That's why so many children died. Oh, oh my god, this all makes sense. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, we don't know anything about his family tree. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, assuming he he has parents. You gotta have parents. Parent. He's got. You gotta at least have two parents somehow, some ways. Somehow, some ways. Now then I know what you're wondering. Yeah. What now? What's he up? does have canonical parents in the new Suicide Squad. Yes, I don't know about them though, because okay. I, I I was sticking to the comics for the research because I didn't want to spoil the movie for myself because okay, I that's fair. I am incredible. I, my superpower, honestly, is avoiding spoilers. I'm I don't get <laughs> spoiled on anything. Like right now, I have not seen the Batman yet. I'm seeing it this upcoming weekend. Okay, you good? It's very good. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. I will scroll through the TikToks or the Twitters, and I will see in Twitter right now words I have muted. <laughs> Batman, DC, the Batman, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, like anything to do with what I think is in the movie, muted. Not going to see the tweet. On TikTok, I'll see like, here's what this scene from the Batman, nope, scroll. Yeah. Swipe. No, I need to see it in person. I need to see this in person. I yeah. need to get in the movie theater, sit down in the seat, have good time, watch have, movie. Have with, great with time. Have a great time, watch movie with fiance. Yeah. That's what we do. We go see the movies. Um, amorous her. entanglements? Absolutely not. This man's name is Al Abner Krill. <laughs> That's, that should be enough to tell you this man is not getting any ammo and tangos. Okay, for, yeah, not. for real, though. 
for real. And are there retcons? Absolutely not. He's had three arcs total since 1962. Do you think they've had time to retcon him? Yeah. They probably just sat there and they're like, oh, we could make him cool. Just give him more dots. Give him dots. You got, he's got the dots, and that's all he really needs to know. Okay? I mean, the movie polka dot dots are actually cool. Do you want me to tell you about that, or you want me to spoil? Yeah, yeah, no, you you can hit me with that. So in the movie, his mother is abusive and was like this this scientist and infected him and his siblings with a suit with a like a galactic virus. Okay, so they grow. He grows these like pustules around his body. That if he doesn't expel these dots that dissolve anything, they like cut through literally anything. Uh, he dies and it, it like explodes with all and like the pus the pustules will like be like glowing in the different colors and like he has to like throw he has these he the first time you see him he th- is throwing up the dots but he has these like things on his arms that he can like twist and shoot the dots out. That's dope it's very cool i want to see this movie i (laughs) I need to see this movie even more i was really surprised when you said you did polka dot we're doing polka dot man that you didn't see the movie because that's what that's my favorite version of polka dot man now like i think cordell and i uh and um yet again i'm speaking for cordell on this and i do if he disagrees with me Yeah, who you are not. You're not Cordell. But like Cordell's criteria for a character is like he genuinely wants to talk about them. My criteria for picking a character is this is buck wild. I want to know everything. (laughs) And so like for me, the fact that there was a Batman villain that his whole thing was dots. I was like, I'm in. I'm so in. Let's do it. it. (laughs) Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're here. Let's go. Now. I think his coolest moment, there's, there's twofold here. Number one, in Polka Dot Man's first encounter with Batman and Robin, he captured Robin wholesale. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he captured Robin wholesale, which made Batman go at him twice as hard, which uh, generally in the comics, uh, if you make Batman mad, Uh-oh. Lord help you. Stinky. Lord help you. Uh-oh. Mad. <laughs> But also, I think there is kind of a cool thing where you can generally use the imagery and story set up by Abner Krill, a.k.a. Polka Dot Man, as a way to kind of view some of the dangers of lack of public funding and uh, like some of the downfalls of capitalism within major cities, America in general, most capitalist nations. Because when he was down on money, had nowhere to go, didn't know what to do, their response was putting him in prison, which is, is such. It, it, I mean, sadly, you can say like, way oh, that's too in real. a com-. It's very real. It's very real, and it's 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 a big problem. And I think even though Polka Dot Man is a silly character, I'll say it. There's also some really harsh truths that he brings out. Yeah. And part of that is mental health care in America being that the prison system is the number one mental health care provider in America, pretty much. Um, yeah. The fact that that like it's not uncommon that the, the, the lack of public funding 
is directly tied to that. Yeah. There's all of that kind of stuff that all kind of adds up and you see how it can go and you can see how it's related to the reason why gang violence is a thing with him joining a literal gang of villains, them turning on each other and that leading to his eventual death. That's the kind of stuff that seems like it should be common sense, but it takes, I don't know what frustrated comic writer wrote that line and if that was what they intended. Yeah. But uh, I think it is a good way to look at it. Very at the very least. powerful. And you wouldn't expect it from Polka Dot Man. Yep. But Now, yeah. lamest moment? He doesn't really have a lame moment, honestly. Like, he's only had three arcs, and all of them were pretty short, sweet, to the point, and got the story across. So he didn't really have time to do anything that lame, you know? I mean, that's pretty dope, though. <laughs> Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have no retcons and no lame moments for this character. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's <laughs> incredible. Incredible. Now, uh, live action adaptations. In the latest Suicide Squad movie, he was played by David Dasmalkian, uh, who, if you don't know who he is, uh, consider me one of those people at first. I didn't realize he's been in, like, Every movie that is like slightly funny that I've loved over the past few years. He is that he's one of those guys where you probably would recognize him if you saw him. You don't recognize him by his name, but like he has been in a lot of stuff. Um, he is. I mean, he's now been in Marvel. He's been in Marvel and DC's cinematic universe. He's in Dune just for like new, new stuff. Like, I love Dune. It's yeah. He's in Dark Knight. Cordell won't. He's in Dark Knight. He is. That's right. <laughs> he's a yes. He's a I re- I saw him. He he was in like his performance in Dark Knight was kind of terrifying. If you like, if you go back and watch it and you look for him, it's terrifying. He is an incredible actor. David Osmalkian, come on the show. Come on the show. You're hot. Come, come on the show. Come on. Come on the show. Now. Does does Pokemon Dot Man live up to his potential? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I I I really think he does. And what do I want to see for him? Absolutely nothing. Uh, no I don't more Pokemon. No more. If you want to do a separate universe Polka Dot Man where it's more like the movies version, cool. I dig it. Yeah. However, for the main line comic for the main line of comic books, Polka Dot Man. My stance is if a character is dead, leave him dead. Yeah. Could be. The story is magnifique. Magnifique. It's time for true or false. Because there's some things that may, might be true or false. And I don't remember what I sang for the bit last time. But this is the true or false song. Welcome to true or false. Last week, uh, Twitter, last episode, Twitter got it right. Twitter got it right. Everybody voted true. Uh, Hawkman, yeah, in one interpretation of Hawkman, he is the guardian of the World Forge. Absolutely wild. Incredible. Hawkman is just dope in general. Hawkman (laughs) is quite dope. Uh, I would, you know, DC hire me. I have ideas. But um, now, this week's true or false, which is essentially listeners either i found something crazy about this character one of the characters in this case the character i brought 
Or I made something up wholesale. Okay. And I get to guess this time because I'm on this episode. Yeah, you get to guess. And then the if you look in the reply to the show announcement tweet, there will be a poll that you can do. Uh, the, poll's active for, the poll is active for two days after the show because that's how recording usually works. Anyway. All right. Polka dot man wears polka dots. Is um um <laughs> it true or false? True or false, polka dot man wears polka dots. I'm gonna say true unless you're trying to mess with me and say that technically his devices aren't polka dots. But I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna say true. Is Sammy right? Or Sammy wrong? You guys will find out next week and you can play along in the reply to the show tweet. Whoa, and like now Cordell normally has a bit, right? Yeah, now Cordell would normally okay, okay. do not not super, which I'm mentally prepared. I'm mentally prepared. Okay. For whatever you're bringing. Yeah, okay. Well, it's Tito Bites. It's Tito Bites. Come on down. It's Tito Bites. Hi, guys. Welcome to Tito Bites. It's Sammy's bit. You guys have heard probably their Garantitos where they try and convince one another that... Uh, a a certain character is a hero. I'm trying to do the same thing, but in a very short amount of time. So Tito bites. Okay. So Caleb. All right. Sonic the Hedgehog is a superhero. Um. Um. I don't agree right now. I okay. Mean, I need some convincing. So initially, the the rules for for these Garantitos is cap. Correct. So character yes, driven ability abilities and power dynamic. Which Caleb, yep. if you could explain power dynamic a little bit. Because it's it's a little uh, broad. Uh, power dynamic is a little bit broad. It's basically anything that presents some kind of struggle between a higher power and a lower power. Uh, perfect example: Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor is really rich, which causes him to be able to do horrible things to people that are impoverished. There's a class struggle that Superman facilitates and helps the poor. Yeah, out. exactly. So Sonic, all of his stories are character driven. They're always about Sonic and how. How egotistical and great he is, right? He has abilities. He's super fast. He can do this crazy honing jump junk. Is great. Um, also, power dynamic, right? So that power dynamic. Eggman. Eggman is this super smart genius that is capturing all of these baby animals and putting them in robots and capturing the environment and destroying it. Sonic is here to save the environment. He's coming in. He's stopping Eggman from doing evil. He's saving his friends in the process. Sonic is a superhero. I think based off of the Captain Planet clause, uh, which uh, in the Caleb Burley mindset means that Anything that is similar to Captain Planet means that Caleb is going to be skeptical about it. I'm going to be a little okay. bit skeptic. However. What if I told you that Sonic is more of a hero than Captain Planet because he is technically a speedster? He is a already an archetype that is in comics. I think based off the evidence given, I say as Judge Garantito, Sonic the Hedgehog as voiced by Julio White, a.k.a. Urkel, is a superhero. Thank you. All right. That's been Tito Bites. Thank you for coming down. Tito Bites. Welcome to it. <laughs> yep. Thank you for coming to Tito Bites, where the ruling is longer than the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that brings us to my segment, 
So a qu- yeah, a, a quick little lead in just to say I originally was bringing Robot from Invincible, um, and he is a completed character, kind of like Polka Dot Man, and has fifteen years of stuff. So I realized after about six hours of research that I probably shouldn't do Robot for a twofer episode. So I was like, Caleb's bringing a DC character. I'll just bring another DC character. Caleb's bringing a villain. I'll bring a hero. Caleb doesn't know who I've brought, but they will right now. I brought Blue Beetle, specifically Jaime Reyes. I love Blue Beetle. So real world, we are real world origin. He was created by Keith Giffen, John Rogers, and Colin, not Colin, Colley Hamner. Not Hammer, Hamner. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I love it. I love yeah. it. So he made his first appearance in, in Infinity Crisis number three a long time ago. Okay. I, for, I should have looked up the actual year, but that was a long time ago. Um, and he's he's been in and out of comic sense. His base like powers is he has the scarab that the... We'll we'll talk about retcons later, but the initial stuff is it's an alien... It's alien tech that like connects to his body um and when like in danger it can do many things uh initially it just generates this high-tech suit of armor that the armor itself can like configure in different ways um through (laughs) on my research they didn't say specifically how strong it was they only said it was strong enough to withstand re-entry to earth's orbit (laughs) So it's like, okay, so it's got to be at least okay. That kind of gives me like an idea, but not like yeah, solid. Yeah, they don't. That's that's at least where I was reading. I guess I would prefer more of like it can withstand a nuke or like these actual like weapon levels instead yeah. of like it can come into Earth. That's still a very big deal, like you were saying, because that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it can reconfigure in different ways. It can reconfigure itself into many different armaments. Um, and Jaime's like go-to are like energy cannons. He uses like a sword and shield. Uh, he also make like sometimes uses a grappling hook, which is kind of funny mm-hmm. because another thing he does is make wings for flight. So like he doesn't need the grappling hook. Yeah. But sometimes he does it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he also just makes like big honking shears <laughs> that he just chops through junk. And also in, <laughs> in my research, apparently he made a lot of like satellite. He could make it into like a satellite for like high tech, high advanced communication. Wild. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a crazy suit. Um, Jaime has even alluded to the weapons, like it being able to to create weapons that can harm Spectre, the Spectre, um, which if you don't know, that's literally God's spirit of vengeance, like the Abrahamic God's spirit of vengeance. In the DCU, it is considered one of the most powerful heroes <laughs> in the DCU. Wild. It's crazy. Um, it also, the suit's just like dope. It can adapt to like different environments. It's been used to like, it's produced energies that can neutralize magic. Um, it's also stopped like kryptonite radiation. Um, it also can tune into vibrational frequencies so it can like see objects that are extra dimensional. 
<laughs> very yeah it's it's interesting it does a lot of crazy junk so yeah in the original story Jaime just lives in Texas and finds the scarab it is just like oh oh okay um and like he takes it home is his vibing and booster gold shows up what yeah but booster was showing up to try and steal the the scarab the scarab um, but it had already attached <laughs> Jaime was sleeping he was taking a nap and it like crawled up his back and attached to his spine while he was sleeping <laughs> weird <laughs> yeah okay so booster comes to take it specifically because like brother i have you ever heard of brother i no brother i is this cyborg it's uh it there's a lot of crazy cyborgs in dc but he's like used to be brother i one or like whatever he called himself brother i and it has like this crazy satellite that it's trying to you know blah 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 blah. and the scarab is the only thing that can actually detect it due to the scarab's alien abilities um so booster's like hey Come on, young man, join Batman's team, and we're gonna go stop this. <laughs> so this kid literally got accidentally recruited into the Justice League. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so like they they go. This is his first mission. This is his basically his origin. Is he just like goes up to space and like helps them save the day, and he. Then, like, the scarab freaks out because of Green Lanterns. So it, like, teleports him away. Come to find out, the the scarab is from this alien um, race, alien organization called The Reach. Um, mm-hmm. And they are, like, an ancient enemy, ancient arch nemesis to the Guardians of... Guardians of the... Not Guardians of the Galaxy. What are they called? The Guardians. The, like... Green Lantern The Corps? Green Lantern Guardians. They're called something else. But... Like the 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 heads, if you oh okay. the blue yeah. the the Smurfs, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it I guess the the Scarab don't trust. Scarab also is supposed to be like this item that the Reach would give to people and be like, here, here's this powerful suit of armor, um, that will help save you, will be your protector, but it actually would like take control of control the hosts, him. yeah. Um, which. Another host that Blue Beetle meets is Black Beetle, which is like this. It's basically, it's so weird. So like in one fight, in one a single mm-hmm. fight, Black Beetle says, like Jaime had this friend named Hector that would help him along with Ted Cord, right? The, yeah. w- the second Blue Beetle. Jaime's the third. I should have said that earlier. Jaime's the third Blue Beetle. Um, Hector steals the Black Scarab. But in one mm-hmm. fight, when Blue Beetle is fighting Black Beetle, Black Beetle's like, I'm I'm Hector. And then he goes, no, I'm the person who killed Hector. And then he goes, no, actually, I'm you from the future. What? <laughs> yeah. Man, which one of those is true, though? I, 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 from my research, they don't really ever say. What the heck, DC? Yeah, it's... I could be I could be wrong, let's be honest. That's fair. But, that's fair. But yeah, that's really his main junk is he just is like he yeah, he's kind of just a a blue beetle. Yeah, I was <laughs> my main exposure to blue beetle 
is Batman the Brave and the Bold. Okay, interesting. The cartoon. Yeah. Which is a very good cartoon. Yeah, which I will actually... And a very good comic card. The... Um, I can actually... Wait, yeah. I'll talk about that adaptations a little bit because there's actually mm. something interesting about specifically the Brave and the Bold. But... Um, okay. It's, it's just a tidbit. It's not like... Don't be amazed right now, I guess. Okay. But yeah, so teams he's been a part of. So Teen Titans, uh, Justice <laughs> League, Justice League International. The big one that I know him from is Young Justice from that animated show. Yeah. part of that show. Okay. And then The Secret Six. I should have looked into it more, but I don't know what that is. It was 8 well, o'clock at like night. And I was six like, secret people. Six secret people. It's like the Sinister Six, except DC... <laughs> And they're all nice. <laughs> um, That's what I want to be a part of. I want to be yeah. a part of six people that are secretly nice. That's kind of what Nat Wonderful is. It's really, really is. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of people bunch of that are real ones. nice to each other, but only secretly. We don't do it in public. <laughs> nope. Uh, family tree. Jaime lives with his mom. And his mom's name is Bianca, his father, Alberto, and his sister, Miagro, I think is how you pronounce the name. I'm sorry for completely butchering that. Um, Yeah. So Amorous Entanglements, he, the original, the original version of Jaime is with this girl named Tracy 13. She's part of the Teen Titans. She's like this young mage. And they, okay, they, they, they okay. like kiss. They're like friends <gasps> and then they kiss. Oh my god. Um in the new stuff in the new stuff after New 52. Actually since rebirth, he's like still in high school and with this girl named Naomi. At least the one issue, one to two issues I read last night, he was starting to date this girl Naomi. Um, and a, okay. a cool thing about him, which I was actually going to bring up earlier, but I totally forgot. He is very open about being Blue Beetle. Like he doesn't keep the them separate. He, he doesn't like, oh, wow. That's like really yeah. weird for like, I think the only, I'm trying to think of other characters that do that other than like yeah. Iron Man is very openly Tony Stark. There's, I can't really think of many other, I mean. Everyone knows that Captain America is Steve Rogers. Yeah. But that's like it not, isn't. it wasn't his choice type of thing. Yeah. Like I, I, huh. I keep on thinking of like not DC or Marvel. Like, and like my, my brain said Homelander, but only because Homelander is, is his, the actual personality and he doesn't have like a secret identity. But like that, so that's not the same either. Yeah. So hmm. it's a very rare thing and it's cool. Yeah, it's a cool little like like he, his his parents know like in the issues I was reading last night he literally comes to Naomi's house in the blue beetle suit. He's like, "Hey, I just wanted you to see this up close. This is why I was late to come meeting you. This is probably why I'm gonna be late." <laughs> that's really fun. That's interesting. Yeah, DC. That's really cool. It's very cool. Jaime is like just Aww. a very cool character. Um, I really dig that. Yeah, he's a what a great kid, you know. What a great kid. I'm a little, I'm a little bit worried about what's coming next. The retcon segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there wasn't a lot. Mm-hmm. Like 
the the biggest ones were when the first Blue Beetle, the very first Blue Beetle, I can't even remember his name right now. Whatever. He his scarab was originally its origins were of uh of like mystical nature. So like he fought all yeah. of these like magical beings that all had to do with like U- Egyptian gods type thing. Um but then when it when it ended up getting to Jaime, it was like no 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 fam. It's this reach alien artifact. Um and now since rebirth it's gone back to being mystical. Dr. Fate. So Jaime is now in the new, in the rebirth, excuse me, like works for Ted Cord. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And like Ted, I think tried to get the scarab off, but they can't, whatever. And Dr. Fate comes to Ted Cord and is like, you not know, you know not what you trifle with. <laughs> this is of, this is mystical magic thing. It isn't <laughs> And he's like, okay, I fam. need you to I need you to voice Dr. Fate in the next like animated movie. Ted Cord <laughs> <laughs> You know not what you trifle <laughs> with. <laughs> uh, see now do I know what Dr. Fate looks like? Absolutely not. But I just imagine this like twelve foot tall dude that like has the same energy of that one Rick and Morty episode of like Show me what you got. What like you that got. same that so, same energy. Doctor Fate is a one of the most powerful magic users, and he has this helmet, and the helmet is actually Doctor Fate. So like anybody that has magical abilities can put it on, and Doctor Fate will take over. That's <laughs> book wild. Yeah, I think in the last episode you were saying something about Doctor Fate four, and yeah, it sound I was like I don't think they know anything about Doctor Fate. I'm going to no, teach them. No, not at all. Dr. Fate's a really interesting character. Wild. I dig it. I think there's a point where Constantine puts on the helmet. No. Mm-hmm. I just want, now I just want a Lobo Dr. Fate. <laughs> I don't know if Lobo has any innate magical potential, though. You know, DC's willing to retcon other things. I want him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. I want it. That, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. So there's two more, two more retcons. Okay. The, the yeah, second yeah, yeah. retcon is tiny. It was really like okay. in the original origin, the scarab like crawled onto his back and attached to his spine while he was sleeping. In the mm-hmm. new one, his friend was in danger. His friend Paco was in danger. And so it, the, it came out of his backpack and went and onto Jaime. And then Jaime saved the day. Oh, fun. I like that. I know. It's pretty nice. And then also like Ted Cord didn't exist for a little bit like he just wasn't around wow. you never so they never talked was, about him and then now he's, he's back the second. but now he's back but so ted cord could okay. never actually use the scarab i don't know if you knew this no yes what? so only the first blue beetle and jaime have been able to use the scarab for some reason the the scarab just never worked so like Ted was the Blue Beetle, but he was more of like a Batman version. He didn't have any powers. He just had like a big Blue Beetle ship. <laughs> like, like imagine the owl whatever thing from Watchmen. Yeah. Okay. But it's a Blue Beetle. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
coolest, lamest okay. moments. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me with it. So his coolest mm. moments, I'm most familiar with Young Justice. So like the okay. second season of Young Justice is all about the reach, all about Blue Beetle, and like all about all that junk. So mm-hmm. we get to see him fight Black Beetle and Green Beetle, which Green Beetle is my favorite because Caleb, who is my favorite DC character? Oh, I believe it's Aquaman, if I'm remembering no, correctly. You're or very I know wrong. At one point, very incorrect. No, at one point, I'm thinking about back in high school. We talked about Aquaman at one point. I did like Aquaman. Like, Aquaman's lame, and you were like, "Let me tell you why he's not." I um, like Aquaman. He's not my favorite. There is one that you should know. As I talk about oh, Superman. No. More powerful than Superman. Green is a good hint. This is a new guessing game. Either be Green Lantern or Martian Manhunter. It's Martian Manhunter. I talk about Martian Manhunter all the time. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't know. (laughs) Listen, listen. I was trying to, I was explaining this to Olivia one time, like, uh, which by the way, Olivia's uh, girlfriend, fiance, whatever you want to call it. Mostly fiance at this point. Uh, Absolute. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Look at her. But, um. I was explaining it to her one time. I was like, I have notes about you in your in, in like your contact in my phone because I forget everything <laughs> all the time. Okay, that's fair. Like like my brain is too too full of information and yet absolutely void of information. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> but okay, but if you now knowing my favorite is Martian Manhunter, what does that tell you about Green Beetle? He's going to be re- somehow related to Martian. He's Manhunter. a Martian. He has this scarab tech, but is a Martian. So, like, he can still shape shift everything, but the armor can configure as well. So, it's crazy. I love it. It's so cool. Um, yeah, and those just fights in general are dope. Some lame, the lamest moments is I just think Jaime's kind of underutilized. Like, we never really see okay. anything from him, you know? Like, the there's a comic coming out later this year or like the collection but like mm-hmm. i haven't really heard from blue beetle in a hot minute since young justice yeah yeah that makes sense i just want i just want more is what i'm saying and i think i'm saying there's my lamest moment is that there is not enough i i think that's fair i think that is valid criticism yeah cuz he doesn't like i even doing the research, there isn't a specific moment where I'm like, okay, this is really lame. This really sucks as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe if he had Fair more, enough. there could be some terrible moments. Yeah. <laughs> that I could DC, get give at. us more. So give us more so we can get angry. Oh. That's what all comic fans want. Also, I just want more Green Beetle now because Green Beetle's dope. Uh, Heck yeah. But yeah, adaptations. So. Boop, boop. I was very surprised. I didn't think there was going to be any live adi- live action adaptations. There are live action ones? Apparently he's in Smallville. Uh, he's played by Jaron oh, Brandon yeah. Bart- Bartlett in the 10th season of Smallville. Yeah, I stopped watching after like season two. Yeah, I've never seen I any. Honestly, <laughs> so. I honestly, as a kid, remember seeing ah Smallville and watching the first season 
and I was so clueless that I did not realize this was a show about Superman, <laughs> even though the character's name was Clark Kent. Uh, oh. Did not put two and two together. <laughs> I love did that so much. Did not put it together. That is so, that is so funny. Uh, I did not. I was just like a kid, and I was just like, ah, yeah, cool, Smallville. No clue. Like, oh, that's a cool name for a show, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. I just thought it was like, I, I think at first when I first heard about it, I was like, it's going to be uh, like a Friday Night Lights type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like that was what my brain was. Just, I don't know. Did you know Booster Young Gold Young Caleb was, was not too? a smart person. I do know. I did know Booster Gold was in that. Yeah. So I think they're Wild. like connected. They're like in that show too, which is dope. Yeah. But um, the cool thing about Brave and the Bold. Hit me it with might the only be the bold, a cool thing that show. for me though. So it's played by Will Friedle, which yeah, yeah, that's that was the cool thing. Yeah, I d- he's a I only I know him from Critical Role among other other his actual voice works. He was, but he was the if I'm remembering right, he was the older brother on Boy Meets World. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he was also Ron Stoppable in Kim Possible. I forgot about that. Yes. I think it's, but yeah, no, Wilfred Dell is so cool. He is, yeah, he's incredible. And he plays Jaime. Very good. <laughs> we love Wilfred Very Dell. good. We love Wilfred Dell on this show. Wilfred Dell, come on this Wilfred show. Dell. He's also apparently Bumblebee in a, the Transformers show. So huh. that was pretty poggers. All right. Um, he's played by Eric Lopez in Young Justice. And let me double check this thing real quick. Okay, he is played by Zolo Maridueña in the upcoming 2023 movie that is being made right now. Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, I know there's a movie upcoming, but I have not looked into it at all. I'm pretty sure there are not even trailers for it yet. Let me double check real quick. But, um, like, it, I'm just excited because... I, I would love to see an actual like DC movie of Blue, of Blue Beetle. Is this who I think? Yeah, the guy. Okay, the guy playing him, I like. He was in uh, Cobra Kai. Joe okay. He was in Cobra Kai. Uh, there's also an episode of Game Nights where he uh, plays because he's a big magic player. So okay. <laughs> points in my book. We, uh, that's that's dope. <laughs> we love that. We love that. This show loves magic. This show loves magic. Okay, but does Blue Beetle live up to his potential? What do you think, Caleb? I don't. Uh, I think based off what you said, he hasn't had enough screen time, quote unquote, to do it. Yeah. But for the screen time he gets, yes. Yeah, I w- yeah I would agree with that. Like there, his he's initially part of like Infinite Crisis and all this crazy junk. So mm-hmm. like a bunch of weird stuff happens. But I yeah y- yeah, but not yet. I want to see more what he does with this new line in this movie coming out um because he's a very cool character um absolutely and what what will we love to see i literally wrote in all caps more blue beetle we love jaime and want to see more i was literally just gonna say more that's it more but yeah so what happens if we put these two boys together is he a man a man that is not an hour hour where we (laughs) come together to Smash we them put together. Em, Cordell knows. Co- come together to kiss. We kiss. <laughs> um. So we're going with just regular comic book polka dot man. 
Yeah, I think we're just going to go with regular. Here, here is my pitch. Okay. It's like blue, blue dot, blue dot, blue and dot. okay. It's like polka dot man, but all the dots are blue, and also has act like can the dots give him access to some of the scarab powers? But since they're all blue, it's harder to predict what he's gonna do. Mm. I like that, but what if we change the name to the bruised? Interesting. And the, the suit is kind of black and white, and he throws his bruises that are all just like the dots and can do different blue beetle stuff, like like you were saying. I dig that. This guy would be very powerful. He's also poor. That's an important thing. <laughs> He's very. Poor. The story He's has to focus poor. about capitalism. And the yep the story bad the story in this story the main villain is capitalism always um, so the bruised welcome to the hall of Dame Judy Dench that was Titanic I don't know why I said <laughs> and that's how we get sued for copyright oh, infringement no. all right the one no episode no. I'm- Sammy killed us. Sammy Ah, killed the show. No. No. Not again. Anyway, listener mail. There's none. There's none. There's no listener mail. Uh, But if you wanna, if you wanna reach out and let us know, or you have any input, uh, you you can do that. Just don't be a jerk about it. Don't be mean. Uh, I'll be mad. Don't be mean at all. You can email us at justsuper616 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at justsuper616. If you want to follow Sammy, the special super guest that's me uh, for this guest episode, uh, uh, you can follow her at Sammy, Sammy B. Tweetin. So S-A-M-M-I-B Tweetin. No G. Tweetin. No G. Uh, Sammy, where else can they find you? Well, well, I'm also an editor and player of Nat Wonderful. We're in season two right now. We're doing Latin Club. (laughs) And it's getting insane. It's getting insane. (laughs) I I play Norman Guile. I'm just a a normal guy. Norman Guile. Yep. And uh, you can find that wonderful anywhere. Uh, anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, it, if you're listening to this podcast, you can just probably search "not wonderful" and it'll come yeah. up. Yeah. Um, Caleb's on that too, obviously. If, <laughs> I'm on it too. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can at awkward from 1997. Um. What else is there? Uh. Yeah. There might be some junk coming down the the tube. Yep, there are some other things in the works where you can hear uh, not only me and Sammy, but me, Sammy, and the three of us. Maybe some stuff. Maybe some junk. Um, Thank you to the one and only Cordell Hutchison for editing this episode and the majority of the episodes before it. Thank you to the one and only Haley Northington for providing us with our podcast art. Uh, If you like our podcast art, and you want to find more of it, you can check it out at littlelight97.redbubble.com. That's right. I knew it this whole time, and I was forcing Cordell to do it because I'm lazy. What a legend. This show is produced by the two of us speaking into two different microphones in two separate spaces, and a way to be super this week. It was was Women's Day recently. Go find a woman. (laughs) How about back to me being trans? 
So yeah. So tell tell a local trans person you love them this week. Do it. Do do tell something them. nice for trans people this week. They deserve it. They they really do. And uh, if you can't find a local trans person, either a you're not looking hard enough, or b instead of finding a local trans person, just go punch a street magician right in the exactly. face, just as hard as you can. Just you know, we've been we've been slacking on telling you guys that lately. Go punch them. Some of them are definitely transphobic, so that is helping trans. Some of them, well. if they're transphobic, punch them twice as hard. Anyway, goodbye. Bye.